Hello, everyone, and welcome into part two of our Dicks in the Back Row highlight show. Just as a reminder, if you enjoy listening to us, please rate and review because it helps us gain a bigger following. You can follow us on our Facebook at tdbackrow.pod, Instagram at tdbackrow underscore pod, and email at tdbackrow at gmail.com. Okay, enough of the self-promotion. With that, we'll be back next week with a new episode for real this time. And on to part two of the Dick Clips. Halloween. Anyway, though, so you're introduced to Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Stroud, and she's on her way to school. And also her dad's a real estate agent and is uh, selling the old Myers house. So she needs to go over there and before school and drop off the keys. <laughs> This, yeah, I found this hilarious because, I mean, if, if if your dad's a real estate agent selling this house, when she walks up, it's like four windows are boarded up. Uh, there, there's, you know, there's all kinds of shit wrong with this house. So I just imagine him walking a young couple through this house going, you know, hey, please don't mind the heroin needles, blood stains. Forget about those used condoms. This this three bedroom, two, two bath. It's, got, it's in a great school district, library just down the road. Just ignore all that shit. We'll clean that up. It's a fixer-upper. You're damn right. The current resident, right. Mike Preble, will be moving out. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a dream home, gang. That's my dream home right Preble's there. nibbling on a dog in the corner. I'll be out by the end of the week. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I paid first and last, okay? Give me that. Give me my time. I know my rights. <laughs> can, I, can I have my time? <laughs> Shut my time, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Preble, you uh, poor bastard. But uh, I, also, am, I am incredibly poor. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I wonder yeah. if you guys would indulge me on my... Because let me tell you what. I think you probably already probably know what I'm going to say about this kid. And it's get a fucking job. <laughs> you want to know what? He... He comes up to her and he's like, he's like, uh, what does he say? He's like, well, let's make jack-o'-lanterns, let's make popcorn. Well, he's like, you know, let's watch movies. He's like, fuck you, you entitled brat. <laughs> fuck you. Get a fucking job. Get, get a job. <laughs> you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna be like, you know, at the trial for the get a job killer, and you're gonna be like, we didn't see this coming at all, Your Honor. <laughs> I, have, I had no idea. <laughs> there was no signs or fl- red flags whatsoever. A job killer! Holy shit! Apparently, this sick bastard murders his people and then just sprays killer. "get a job" in their own blood on the walls. Can you imagine that scene on CNN? The "get a job" killer strikes again. I could think about that. Right. Picture, picture Trump Tim's, would love it. Tim's grim visage. And then they're gonna like bring, they're gonna be like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna bring in the dicks in the back row to uh, tell us about the, <laughs> the, the get a Go job. Go back to killer. our legal correspondent, Michael Preble. You've talked to a man very similar to this. I know. I'm just like that's why I just start pulling my coat over my face. Mm, like, no, I just, I, just in, I just stumble and vomit on the bailiff. You know. <laughs> Slim Jim's baseball. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, this so is not point credible. So, the three toe-headed kids talk about Halloween, the boogeyman, and then wreck a pumpkin? Is that when Michael Myers is breathing in his mask, I feel like it sounds a lot like myself and Tim when we approach a dinner buffet. <laughs> yeah, th- that's a very accurate statement. <laughs> Just heavy breathing. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, is that the short rip? Heavy breathing and excitement muffled by congestive heart failure, yes. <laughs> and allergies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The thing is, I want to take this mask off, but then just all the smells will just come out of the mask, so I'm just going to keep it on. <laughs> I'm just going oh. to stuff this chicken finger under the mask. <laughs> well, now, can I get the prime rib and the steak? <laughs> I know it costs extra. That's why I came here. Oh, oh they got jello. Oh. That would be the twenty. That, that would be the true twenty eighteen Halloween, in which you have a morbid, morbidly obese Michael Myers who's just trying to run away after he's hiding, but he's just like halfway through, just clutching his, his chest. No, no, he's on, he's on, a, rascal, like he's on a rascal scooter yeah. that gets stuck in the mud. Instead of the, uh, the instead of the Jason music of the she's here. <laughs> if there's one part of this, I know going into this, Tim didn't like horror movies, but if there's one thing he's going to enjoy. It's hearing a woman getting choked out on the phone. Well, I'm, while... I'm, I'm glad all you can think about is me close to the climax. <laughs> I just think of Paco like late at night watching this, like just a Tim handful of this. lube in the corner, and just like Tim. <laughs> Picture of Tim the other hand. Just getting well, Prebs, what, Prebs, Prebs, what did you think about that? Her getting choked? I mean, to be fair, I was just like... like you know, no, I mean, like, listening, uh, if you would have been on the other end of the, that line, what would your reaction Oh, be? no, I 100% thought that it was like, because that's what, you know, whatever, uh, that, like, Laura, or Laurie. Laurie, sorry, is like, she's like, haha, very funny, you guys are like, faux sexing me over the phone. And I was like, yeah, that's what it like, is. Well, all right. Well, no, no, no. Let, let, let's, let's put this into terms that we can all understand here. If I were to call you. Oh, that's a different story. One. All you could hear with me no. was me going, oh, 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 oh. I would assume you were what scarfing you down some pizza that had absolutely no trace of any sort of vegetable <laughs> on it. <laughs> that's what I would think. <laughs> Just like pure meat pizza, I think would be what that is. Are you dying or climaxing? A little bit of both. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you, Paco, just be like, yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm (laughs) dimaxing. Oh, God. Don't judge me. I'm a dimaxer. This is the only way I can feel. <laughs> More Papa John's. Make me feel alive again. Extra cheese pizza. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 now, would totally Tim, just... I think it was the maternal. I think it was the maternal nature. She was trying to protect the children. Fuck those kids. <laughs> get a fucking Fuck job. Yeah. When that kid gets a job, I'll protect him. You know what? It's not worth the $6.50 for the night. If they were in a fucking sweatshop, this wouldn't happen. You want to know what my what my question would be in that moment? What would Ann Rand do? And she'd leave those kids to die. <laughs> Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. It's like interesting when people that are being literally strangled are like still have the mind, at least in the movies, to like, you know, 
uh, create some contraption that helps them save the day for themselves as opposed to just screaming and trying to like get these people's hands off their throats you know just, <laughs> panicking and flailing their arms <laughs> i feel like if you're a man and Tim, someone strangles what's that me strangling okay okay so here's here's the thing guys no i was gonna, I was gonna say if you're a man and someone's strangling strangling you like that with like their hands on top of you and you can't get out of that then you deserve to die i mean it's one thing if it's like an mma fighter who's got you in a headlock but i mean the front strangle that's like that's amateur strangling right there you know that's just natural yeah. selection essentially that's a yeah that's exactly right that's a low percentage strangle i don't know how i know that but it's a low percentage strangle that's a great term a low percentage strangle like tim's thought about this and like made data sets be like oh that was don't play he's got some i would tables. i would never do that and if you guys went to my google drive you would never find an excel sheet that would bear those stats out but, <laughs> so don't look on there terrible trajectories <laughs> One of the suited men just stiffly walks into Harry's hospital room, grabs him by the mouth, digs his fingers so deeply into his eyes that it just automatically ages Harry by like 30 years. <laughs> what did he do? Did he break his nose? Like, what happened there? Did he melt That's what his I was brain? Thinking. That's, yeah, like he, like he dug his fingers so deep in that he like broke the bridge of his nose from the inside of his own head. Yeah. I, I first I thought he was ripping his eyes out, and then later that that other whatever the pathology woman who works there is like, oh no, he like broke his skull like so hard or something. I was like, what? How? Damn right he did. If you guys were to actually investigate the spreadsheet that's in my Google Drive, you'd find that that's a high that's a high percentage kill. Skull skull breaking. That's a that's a seventy percent. Yeah. So. These these robots are efficient. These robots are efficient because Cochrane's a good good businessman. He's a hardworking man. He's not gonna make a crappy product. Also, yeah, don't waste your time. Yeah, I just want to say, like, who just some guy just walks into the hospital, just walks into someone's room and just murders him. Like, who's monitoring this place? Like, what what hospital are we in in like Northern California that's just like so lax about letting anybody walk up and just murder people in rooms? Treble, you clearly never saw Halloween 2. That's already been established at this Is point. It? I clearly yeah, have not seen Halloween 2. That's a classic horror movie trope where the like, hospitals just aren't staffed, yeah. apparently. It's just like, no one's there. I've been in a hospital, and there's a lot of people there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and this is, a, going back to the classic horror movie trope, this is the classic movie where these robot men are walking at a very moderate pace and there's people running at full speed that can't catch up with them or can't get away from them at any given time in this movie. Yeah. I just wish that there was a movie or like a or even like any of the Batman movies when they turn around and like you know he disappears but they turn around a little bit too quickly and they're like halfway like they're sprinting and then they just stop. They're like uh turn back around. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, Dr. Dan wakes up from his drunken stupor after hearing the nurse screaming at uh, Harry's dead body and uh, chases a suited man out of the hospital towards his car, but he can't stop him in time for the suited man just throws a bunch of gasoline on himself, lights the match, uh, quickly turns into a mannequin uh, right before blowing himself. <laughs> Tim, Tim, that's a, that's a high percentage kill, right? So that's a high percentage kill, guys. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, because Cochran's making other people do the work for him. <laughs> He's a smart guy. He's not going to go ship it to him for free if he can get everyone to come do it. This, I'm telling you, this movie isn't really about this whole fucking narrative about how he has cyborgs and part of Stonehenge. <laughs> this is about him being a good goddamn businessman. It's like a, this is a Horatio Algers novel set in the 1980s. It's like God just right. comes over from Ireland just by his own pluck, becomes a multimillionaire. Anne Rand is just flicking her bean to this one. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so, okay. Uh, Ellie uh, does say that she wants to go to the Silver Shamrock factory to find out what happened, to which Dan raises eyebrows and cuts the end of Dan holding a six pack, uh, talking to his wife over a payphone, saying, I'm sorry, but I I can't watch the kids. I got a doctor thing. I don't know what hotel the name is. I don't know. Don't be such a cock block, Linda. And he literally does hang up on her, runs, gets in the yeah. car with this like eighteen year old skipping, girl. yeah, like skipping, frolicking. Linda, I got a, I got a live one in the line. I gotta go. <laughs> if this was twenty eighteen, that would be he would have a six pack of Miller High Life and a six pack of Mike's Hard running into that car, <laughs> like like a to catch a predator episode. If this was twenty eighteen. He'd have a book of like uh, affirmative consent uh, questions out. And just re- 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 oh, don't worry about that. Because he'll he'll get over those consent questions after the fact. <laughs> Yes, yes. But we'll get into that later. Um, so they're driving up to the factory. Dan's uh, just reading the history of this town and how this rich Irishman bought a bunch of land and made the largest Halloween mask factory in the world. Just to tell the audience, see, this makes perfect sense, guys. Yeah, again, and, the uh, largest Halloween manufacturer, Halloween mask manufacturer in the world that makes three fucking masks every year. <laughs> also, Ellie going, Irish Halloween masks? In California, you never know. What the fuck does that mean? Fuck this movie. Yeah, and so then uh, Dan gets back into the room, tells Ellie that her dad's name was on the register, and then he just says, I need a drink. We should just, <laughs> just ask questions tomorrow. A real hard turn, right. too. They were so gung-ho about solving this mystery. He's like, oh, shit, I get the pangs coming. I've got to get my, my bottle out and all my all my schlitz that I have as well. It's like, oh, okay. It's almost noon. I, I need to again, start drinking. I think, he's, I think he's just trying to fuck her. He's like, let's go back in the room and have a drink. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is great. Oh, he's like, okay, okay, Dr. Dan. You, you got it. <laughs> I guess you know best. Yeah, yeah. Because he, uh, he just weakly suggests to Ellie that he can sleep in the car, and then Ellie asks him if he wants to sleep in the car. To which Dan says, "That's a silly question to ask." And Where then they just start sleep, grossly making out. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. As a green. I mean, this, this woman's this woman's dad died like no more than twelve hours ago, <laughs> and she's crawling right. into the bed of the doctor who was in charge of caring for him. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, she, she gives, is like she gives a great line. It's after that weird pregnant pause. She's, "Where do you want to sleep, Doctor Chalice?" It's like, oh God, no! That's a dumb yeah. question, Miss Grimbridge. Again, that felt like the slow jazz kicks in at that point, yeah. and we just see like full penetration on this movie. <laughs> and then he he stuffs his like mustache that must smell like cigarettes, whiskey, and <laughs> and like full of sausages straight into her face. This <laughs> is <just> awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, God. oh God, damn it! Oh, yeah, it, it's, it's fucking gross. Tim Tim paints with words, is what he does. <laughs> I was about to say Tim Tim again, poet laureate. <laughs>
or it's just because the movie wants him then just to meet this bum that uh, he just starts trading <laughs> swigs of whiskey off of. Oh, which I love the guy says. The it's this fucking 60 year old homeless man. He goes, That bottle looks a little heavy. Can I have a sip? Don't worry, I don't have no diseases. It's <laughs> like, well, okay, I'm a doctor, so it checks out. Here you go, homeless stranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is just a uh, uh, just a facepalm conversation that that these two guys have because uh, the bum is just saying that Cochran only hires people from the outside of town. Uh, he has surveillance cameras all over the place, and uh, some wild shit is happening at that factory. What kind of wild shit you may ask, or drunken day may ask? Well, from one drunk hobo to one drunk divorced doctor, I need a dollar to tell you what's going on. Thanks for the dollar. I'm going to burn that factory down someday. Okay, bye. Yeah, I mean, this, this bum proceeds to tell you that they're listening and watching everything you say, and then curses the guy, says he's going to throw like 15 Molotov cocktails into the factory, and then walks away. He's like, all right, have a good night. What Great the fuck intel. do you think's about to happen? Again, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. Like, what the fuck is going on? People, it's like, <laughs> things are hitting people, like, right in the face, like, huge information. They're just like, well, see you later. You know, they're just like, cool, thanks for that, <laughs> bye. And they just keep walking. Like, what? <laughs> Big gulps, huh? <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> oh, God, perimeter to perimeter surveillance. Well, see you later. <laughs> That's weird. Curfew, yeah. huh? Sounds like a good plan. City taking care of itself. Bye. Sounds like a great toy town. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, he's just like gets like drunk snake eyes. You know what I mean? Like he has, there's nothing going on behind those eyes. He's just like I gotta get this bottle home so I can drink it. <laughs> I'll do something gross if you give me like five bucks. <laughs> just, keep, just keep the bottle. <laughs> Uh, so this hobo is just wandering through the same junkyard, and it's actually a pretty nice little uh, hobo junkyard setup that he's got going here. Um, when he's just approached by a group of suited men, and he then literally has his head pulled off his body, to then it just rains blood like a fucking busted fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's a classic oh. head ripoff. That's what I have. Classic Tim head thoughts gag. It's like classic. Great. Tim so thoughts. But yeah, <laughs> was that was that is that a, is that a high a high percentage kill? Oh uh, yeah, I mean if, if you're if this blood raining down on people on spectators, that's a very high percentage kill. You know spectators, what I mean? wait what? <laughs> well, I, you know, <laughs> Listen, I don't want to get too far into my personal life here, guys. <laughs> I mean that's what I call them. <laughs> Tim charges drug hobos five bucks to come drink 40s and watch him kill people in his apartment. <laughs> now watch me rip hey, this guy's hey, head hey, off. Hey, 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 guys, this is, this, is a business, this is my business model. This is proprietary information. You can't be <laughs> this out, you know? Stay out of my business. <laughs> <laughs> So back at the motel, Dan and Ellie just start getting it on after Ellie reveals his hot little nighty, which uh, she must always just have pre-packed in her car because exactly. they didn't come with any bags. They had that why one little this? hat bag. Why, why, why? <laughs> None of this makes any yeah. damn sense. But also, if uh, you're the lucky ones like us and actually rented this movie instead of uh, watching it on AMC, you'll have the luxury of watching this gross old Tom Atkins <laughs> sucking on this poor woman's 20-year-old titties for no reason. So, so he was he was really <laughs> sucking her tit, right? 
Like I, I, you could like see that the, I think he was really sucking her tit, and they probably like, I think so that, too. that scene. They were like, "Yo, Tom, that's not cool, man. Like you can't be doing that." He was like, "Oh, we already got the shot, anyways." Or the, or the or the uh, the actor's like, "I don't. I'll do a sex scene, but I don't want my breasts exposed." And Tom's like, "I can cover that," and then he just like puts his mouth on it. <laughs> like one of those like sucking fish. <laughs> I can guarantee after that scene was like shot, the actress was like, "Oh, I really didn't feel comfortable." about that can we and he's like just like listen doll you gotta learn what the business is about <laughs> yeah you're right I didn't suck on it hard enough I think we need to do this again Tom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right take seven <laughs> God. <laughs> he's just intentionally just moving his head out of frame You're like god damn it you gotta do it again Tom it's like all right don't tell me eight times. Yeah. <laughs> if I have to, if I have to. Hey, Harvey, come over here. Why don't you? Why don't you get another shot on this? <laughs> I think we need to have multiple angles of me sucking on this titty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, classic move though by Doctor Dan to ask Ellie after they already had sex uh, how old she is. Yeah. Mm. Yes, the to, second time they fucked. It's like to only what like she says. <laughs> God. And then she yeah she goes oh I'm older than I look well that's good enough for me <laughs> now let's just turn off the silver shamrock commercial that interrupted our quiet storm R and B hour and let's get back to having sex with this possibly underage woman. <laughs> Jesus, everything about this is just so bizarre. Everything about this is just awful, awful on top of awful. So, uh, people at home, you might be saying, well, Max, this movie has a 4.8 rating on IMDb. I'm sure as hell not going to rent this piece of shit or probably watch it on AMC. Uh, so, what's the deal with that microchip you mentioned earlier? Oh, God. Well, that's a very smart and intelligent question that only our audience would ask. Because uh, Marge picks up this microchipped <coughs> pin, takes a closer look, and as she fidgets with it, a bright blue laser beam no, no, no. Just, with sound she, effects she and everything. Well, hold on. Let me just finish it, man. <laughs> Bright blue laser beam, sound effects, and all just blast straight into her face. She doesn't fidget with this microchip. She plays with it like a fucking chimp. Like, she's like jabbing things in it. Uh, like, this girl deserved to get a fucking load full of laser in her mouth. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to have a long time getting that out of my mind. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. What, what phrasing? Tim paints with words and Paco takes a shit in his hand and smears it on the wall. Oh, oh God. Sorry, Mrs. Gutman. <laughs> I'll fucking laugh out loud funny scene, though, but it only gets better after Ellie just hears it during sex, goes, what's that? And Dan goes, who cares? And just puts her back in the bed. Face is like blasted off. It's like red eyes, like fucking face is gone. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, someone should care because Marge's eyes are like blood red. Bugs are just crawling out of her exploded, yes. non existent mouth. <laughs> what is it with these bugs? God. Yeah, I don't get the whole thing. It's no. like they, oh, people God. turn into like insect piles yeah, like, when they die. <laughs> I just the don't. First time. <sighs> The first time I ever saw that scene, I was uh, I was actually bartending, and uh, I just like kept AMC on during the Halloween time. Just I loved it, just having a Halloween movie on in the background, and I, I was like just pouring a beer, and I looked up, and it was just Marge's face, the bugs crawling out of it. And I was just like, "What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> what happened here? What is this?" Hypothetically, yeah. <laughs> how would you have done it, Tim? 
Well, see, a drill's a low percentage kill because it's noisy. People people hear it. You know what I mean? You get it. So, if I was if I was the murderer, which I'm not saying I am, <laughs> just letting all the cops know out there, I'm not. You know, I probably would have gone with a uh, a razor blade. Okay. Okay. Let's let's move on. Gets a little I don't too know. I, I'm being asked how I'm going to kill somebody. How's that going to end? <laughs> It's not going to end good, I can tell you that. I thought it was going to have something to do with autoerotic asphyxiation. I thought it was just going to be you holding their hand while they just slowly drift to sleep of just old age. Doesn't that make sense? I like that better. Oh. <laughs> Hocus Pocus. So basically, this movie is kind of like a cult classic, at least in Massachusetts. When you actually go to the town of Salem mm. around Halloween, <laughs> there are just like... Like fucking like packs of really basic girls who wear really stupid hats to brunch, like all dressed up <laughs> in in the costumes of Bette Midler's uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and the other one, and just they're just running around Salem quoting this movie badly while fucked up on rosé and mimosas. <laughs> so if you yeah. if you are in Salem in the month of October, you will see this and you will probably hang yourself pretty similarly to the the first, the scene where the witches were all hung. I would <laughs> trade I would trade that for our uh, pedal taverns Ugh. any day of the week. Any fucking day of the week. At least you only have to deal with that one night. It, uh, it, it's this thing all these bachelorettes do in Nashville. Oh, God. They ride by you at brunch and they're all going, Woo! Woo! Yeah, now they got tractors and shit, too. And a fucking Florida Georgia Line bar. Just just burn it all down to the ground. Just start over. Let's just start over. Let's all put all this stuff on an iceberg and just, like, float it out to sea. <laughs> like an Inuit elder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be magnificent. <laughs> After this, Shoeless Max is just moping upstairs in his super sweet bedroom that also includes a super sweet, sexy pillow. Uh, the Max is about to just dry hump right before his sister Danny breaks through the closet door and blue balls him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wrote down. Proceeds to dry hump his pillow to climax in front of his little sister. <laughs> I just said real pillow talk. <laughs> But Max, I mean, Max is a serial killer, right? Like, you don't, that's that's like zero to a hundred pretty quick. Like, you just met her, and then you're like literally fucking cutting a hole in your pillow to fake fuck her. You know, well, like he talks man. about how soft she is, which right. made me just yeah. highly uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. weird. And, and how does he get his frustration out? He plays the fucking drums. <laughs> just had yeah. to beat it out of him, you know what I mean? <laughs> When when they make Max and his sister stop, they say you got to pay the toll. Two chocolate bars, no licorice. If you're 16, you're like definitely looking for some Boone's Farm or some Mad Dog 50/50. You know, you're not looking for some chocolate bars. In in today's Salem, they'd be looking for smack. <laughs> and yeah, not the candy. No, really, I really do need it. Help me, please. Yeah, I'm about to. I'm, I'm about to be sick here. You you got to help me. Yeah. Got any methadone in that bag? <laughs> Please. I need it. Yeah, but uh, lucky uh, good old Marky Mark was uh, in jail at this point for like a hate crime. Otherwise, it'd just be some hell to pay. Oh, Mark. Donnie, hear that? Where's my brass knuckles and PCP? Good show these flannel-wearing homos. Who, what the dot's all about? 
Well, uh, Max pussies out and gives all these goons his uh, sister's candy to prevent himself from getting some, you know, an atomic wedgie or get his hat, like, flipped off or something, uh, which makes Danny run off crying. And uh, right after that, she goes right into Allison's super fancy house where her parents are having some sort of, like, eyes wide shut house party. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Which is, like, pretentious. That's all this is. It's a very pretentious party. This is my favorite scene by the little sister. Oh, yeah, because you get... Hilarious in the scene. Yabos! When they said that, because, again, it's been 25 years since I've seen this, uh, (laughs) I knew Tim was going to like that scene. (laughs) It's awesome. That's that's when I knew that apparently someone had modeled this character of Alex after me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these... uh, yeah, Danny's introduced Allison. She says, uh, oh, like, Max loves your... What do you call them, Max? Yabos? Yes, Max loves your yabos. <laughs> awesome. I've never heard anybody outside of Tim, Bill Dooley, and the Dawson brothers say yabos. <laughs> That's because it's not said outside of that circle. Yeah. <laughs> she somehow infiltrated the circle. Right. access to her knowledge. <laughs> Draw <a> yabo vocabulary. <laughs> right. Uh, the witches board a bus with like a walking, talking hashtag Me Too bus driver. Uh, I don't know how the fuck this guy has a job. Oh, I loved it. Bubble, wow. bubble. Wow. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. I do not want to know what your internet browsing history looks like. <laughs> well, and then he, you know, they, they say we we desire children. He goes, may take me a couple tries. But I think I can make that happen. I mean, <laughs> this fucking bus driver is prepared to run through these witches. Like a like a bad fucking burrito. <laughs> oh this guy was definitely the uh, the founder of the porn website Bang Bus. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it was Ugh. kind of hilarious because that's something I definitely did not recognize when I was like a child seeing no. this. I was like, oh, he likes them, and like I didn't get it, and I probably stopped paying attention. But now when I look back, I was like, holy shit! Oh, he's sexually harassing Jessica Parker sitting in his lap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's sitting in a lap, poking a hole through Sarah Jessica Parker as they just run over Banks the cat. (laughs) Just a really fucked up scene in a kid's movie. There's two things in here. The first one is, Paco, to your point, this is where Bette Midler's influence, like Broadway influence came in. She's like, we need to do a big Broadway number. And the director's like, that doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit, Bette. And she's like, this is in my contract. And at which point the director goes, no, it's not. And she just had a shit fit. And like, well, I'm afraid to walk off. So they had to do it. Second of all, this is this is the most egregious point in the movie that just doesn't fit with it being in Massachusetts. <laughs> Dancing and having fun, the whole town, like that's fucking ridiculous. No, this is this is this would never happen. Mike, back me up on this. No, I would I'll agree with you on this. That's that's what I mean. That's how you know it's like a Hollywood. Like people are you know smiling, having a good time, doing all this stuff. Like this this is a hard no. Everybody in there would just be like brooding, like Irish pale skinned folk just slamming back beers and stuff like that and then eventually they just be like well we're just gonna vomit and pass out on top of each other like no one's right. dancing having a good time like this this is ridiculous yeah. well, time to go to Quincy Market and start a fight yeah. <laughs> oh god yeah, I remember years ago we were in Boston, and every single time you go to Quincy Market, they would just be someone just getting into a fist fight, and we were leaving, and I'm like, you know what, man, this was the first time I didn't see a fight. Nope, nope, there's there's one right there, and this guy was in the middle of the street just getting kicked in the fucking chest. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> 
Nope, 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 nope. Um, interesting, interesting fact. 95 percent of those fights were started by people from Salem. Where's my stuff, man? I, I told you I needed it. How else am I supposed to drive an hour back home without my heroin? Right. I'm fucking hammered. I need it. I gotta come down off this coke. <laughs> Allison then just uh, comes up with an idea to bait the witches to the high school, and after tricking them with the recorder, uh, they burn them alive in some sort of like walk-in furnace that the high school yeah, has. Yeah, like, that's what's, what high school has a like industrial-sized kiln. Yeah, inside of it. thing's bigger than Preble's house. <laughs> Man, I wish I lived there. It'd be, it would be warm too. <laughs> I'm so cold. <laughs> always on, always just on the power frostbite. Powered by Tim's untethered rage. <laughs> it's radiating. Yep. It's really it. <laughs> also, I thought this I thought this was extremely grisly. Yeah. They were just gonna burn him alive. It's like, oh my god. It's <laughs> fucking really brutal. Is a Disney movie? Yeah, that's the next thing I wrote down. I'm like, this is a Disney movie because the three kids are just laughing and skipping home after they just burnt these three people yeah. to death. <laughs> well, guys, I don't want to be the one to say it, but uh, Walt Disney was the Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. Yeah, and he hated fan. the commies. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not. He's, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be a red scare without Walt. <laughs> no. But and actually, kind of ties into the the modern day Salem witch trials. But yeah. that's for a Preble Max podcast, not for yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I was gonna say Max, don't give away our <laughs> podcast first idea. I yeah, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. And, uh, nor, I'm, nor I'm do, too nor busy playing with my feces over here. <laughs> the smart podcast is called Balls in the Front Row. <laughs> Under siege. Anyone else notice though with uh, with Seagal that his, like his Cajun accent like goes away the second he leaves the kitchen? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And he finally starts enunciating like that. That's what I wrote for this. my second line of notes: is Seagal just aggressively mur- murmuring through his lines. <laughs> I kind of like the choice at the beginning though. I'm like, oh look at that, he's actually using an accent. And then like once shit starts going off, it's like, oh no, no, he forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's wait. He uses an accent? I've seen this movie like five times and I did not know. I did not yeah, he's got like a Cajun accent at the beginning of the movie. Oh my god. Like a little twang or something. We gotta speed it up here. So, uh, the captain finds out that uh, this chopper is landing on the ship and Busey says it's the am- admiral uh, who planned it. And, you know, I, you know, he also wants him to stay in his quarters. Hmm. He said something different to Seagal. I wonder what uh, old horse face Busey's up to. Oh, he's just up to Gary Busey's bottomless boat bash. Sponsored, <laughs> brought to you by Sobe Lifewater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, though, yabos! Because uh, <laughs> you meet the playmate of July of 89, and uh, she's getting escorted out of this chopper, and of course, you have all the hootin' hollering from all the guys, and you have a nice uh, pan-down shot of just her leather-panted ass. Yeah. I I love movies like this because it just paints guys to being like, they see an attractive woman, and they are just like totally in, <laughs> incapacitated. They cannot Blimey. do anything else. They're just like, you know, tripping over their tongues, like climbing over each other like zombies <laughs> to get to her. Yeah, it's like anti-Darwinism. It's just right. Yeah. Yeah. Reverting back to animals. They become those gigantic like cartoon wolves and all like the like Looney Tunes movies where the tongues roll out. <laughs> oh, it's like, yep, yep. all right, like come on guys like I know you've been at sea for a number of months but like you've seen a girl before right like right. calm yeah. down it's like 
We're all gonna get to fuck her, right? Yeah. <laughs> like all of us, right? Like all three thousand of us. <laughs> Yeah. And then Gary Busey, like, later is like, or, you know, a little bit later is like, oh, well, uh, you go in here and you'll be safe from my guys. It's like, I, I don't, I don't think, <laughs> like, if she was left into the, into the general public, she would immediately be like, oh, fucking hard, like, it wouldn't be like a crew of Harvey Weinsteins coming over there. <laughs> you know I mean, this is the military. I mean, they, they have some right. standards. I'm sorry. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, just, I just had, a, like, a, a mental image of a crew of Harvey Weinsteins and realized that would be to, like, humankind. <laughs> well, now Preble put that yeah, into context up in for, in for Busey's. In, in like an unventilated ship. You can just imagine just the smells of that rope. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Well, that, why do you think Busey's throwing a bottomless bash? <laughs> <Yeah. God. laughs> oh, God. Also, fun, uh, laugh out loud funny, though. You got one guy on the TV just like touching her boobs through the TV screen, and then you have another guy who like falls off the deck just from looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. Why is it on TV? Like, why are they filming this? Like, this doesn't make a damn bit of sense. The last thing they were watching was the president, and they're like, eh, okay. And then you got like, oh my god, titties! <laughs> right. But uh, Tommy Lee Jones is snazzing it up, and he's getting the band all warmed up while Gary Busey sh- uh, just shows up in full drag and just starts dancing around the place. He's got, I guess, you know, he right. gave the playmate, like, sleeping pills or something. Like that, him being in drag does nothing for the plot. <laughs> it is like, makes now zero granted, sense. Now, granted, there isn't much plot to begin with, <laughs> but it does nothing for it. Like it does, it goes no. It takes the plot <laughs> nowhere. It's just Gary Busey. I guarantee this is Gary Busey's input. He's like the director's like, okay, so you just need to come out, you know what I mean, and then like kind of like slip off and act like you're gonna go, you know, talk to the captain and then kill the captain. He's like, yeah, but shouldn't I be in drag? <laughs> <laughs> no. What I wrote down at one point in our notes is that I feel like this entire movie was like what what is constantly going on in Gary Busey's mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, oh shit, but I'll be a drag, right? And then like Steven Seagal will show up and we'll we'll throw him in a fucking locker and then we're gonna blow some shit up and and fucking navy. Tommy Lee Jones is gonna be there too. Tommy Lee Jones, why was why would he be there? Well, and, and, and That's that what the point, Oscar committee asked, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you just came point. off a role in which you're uh, accused of murdering the president, and then you're doing this? <laughs> well, and, and to that point, I feel like that. I feel like the scene where like he's walking to go kill the captain, uh, the captain in the first bit of that scene, you hear him go, it feels good walking around in these pantyhose. I feel like that wasn't supposed to be in the movie. That was him like walking to get prepared for the scene. <laughs> I don't, I don't, Tim, you said Busey's input. I don't think he had any input. I think he just showed up on set, just in drag. <laughs> in <a room>. <laughs> <laughs> this is my character. He went on screen. He came, yeah, he came to onto go. the set, and then he came onto the set, and the director pulled the producer aside and is like, "What am I gonna do?" He 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 says he's now a woman. He's gonna be like this for the entire movie. And then the producers like, producers like, maybe we can get Nick Nolte. And the director's like, Nick Nolte's been in a, been in a ditch cocaine habit for like 15 years. We can't do that. Oh god! Call yeah, up his dealer. Was... Who else can we get? He said Busey. Right. Fuck. I mean, when when. when... But they can't hear him, so they also blow up explosions. Yeah, uh, similar similar to Halloween three, I wrote one of the mercenaries turns into a mannequin and is blown a hundred <laughs> yards back from the door when the second strategically placed grenade goes off. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if, if you didn't see that, go back and rewatch that scene because this person it's it's blown just hundreds of yards away. I mean, <laughs> it's incredible. Oh god. <laughs> 
This fucking movie is the best. <laughs> Steven Steven Seagal's access to grenades in this movie is just it seems to have an unlimited <laughs> supply. I don't know. Never never really established where he's getting them from. <laughs> I feel like this is similar to the Dr. Sadler scene in Jurassic Park 3, where it's like, oh, you do this, you do this. Oh, you're a gunner's mate. Wait, you're a gunner's mate, right? That's that's going to come back up in the movie later. You're a gunner's right. mate, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just, they, they really, like, hit that one home. It's like, stick that one in your back of your mind, fans, because that's going to come back. <laughs> so called shaking the camera. <laughs> He's a gunner's mate. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Also, Paco, I think this is slapping the cameraman. <laughs> this is your two hundred million dollar presidency yeah. moment. Oh, <laughs> yep. God. I've already I've already passed that in my notes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that, when, when that happened, I, that I literally I just thought that that must have been. They're like Gary, just ad lib this scene, just go, just play along. Yeah. It's like I'll be the president for two hundred million dollars. Yeah. So that was his third take. After what's, what's your first take? We could do two hundred million dollars. I'm going to buy two hundred million dollars worth of pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can we get another take? <laughs> That's two hundred million that tacos down to my local taco spot. It's like what? to your point. I feel right, like take three. His thirty third take because <laughs> I feel like he give up. I buy I buy two hundred million dollars worth of worth of squirrels and Kit Kats. <laughs> <laughs> they went through like two hundred takes, and then the director was just like, "All right, well, president, you are." Yeah, sure. we're out of film. The president's the like the most rational one out of the bunch. <laughs> Oh shit! This movie is. Can I be so the president awesome. of the critters that hide in my head? <laughs> sure. Here's, okay. Honestly, Can get the president so, part. So just just one just one thing quick. Gary Busey is crazy enough to come on our podcast, and I think we should probably try and make that happen. <laughs> Like he is crazy enough and and just dim witted enough that we yeah. convince him to come well, on. Dude, someone get in touch with his agent because I guarantee you all it takes is like a super big box of Crayola crowns and like four <laughs> bottles of whiskey. <laughs> the thing you don't know is that he dips the crayons into the whiskey and eats them. <laughs> right. That's the loop. He's like, oh, right. they're not for drawing, they're for eating. I love magenta. <laughs> this is how I keep the spiders away. <laughs> you know the spiders that crawl inside of your ears? You know those spiders? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the listeners at home, I have tears streaming down my face right now. <laughs> oh, God, this is fucking yeah. amazing. But he cocks the gun with his pointer finger in that scene. Oh, oh, dude, I saw that too. He does, doesn't work that way. I watched. Doesn't uh, work. I watched hundreds, if not thousands, of of action movies, and never have I seen someone cock a gun with a pointer finger. Like, no, the, the slide on a Colt forty five does not work that way. Like you cannot just do that. Shows what I know because I didn't want I didn't pause this. So I was like I've been watching this movie for like three hours now, and I'm only like an hour and twenty into this movie. Like I just need to keep it going. So I'm like, what the? Because fu- so I have to fucking tell the story. Of what's happening? I'm like, I don't know what's happening. There's just so much shit. Like one comment I, guess, I have. This, yeah, they fished a bomb. That's what happened, right, guys? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One comment I have at this point is just so Stephen Stephen Seagal can't swim, right? <laughs> when he's swimming over to that boat, he's like on his side, like writhing around in the water. Like, <laughs> is this guy a Navy SEAL? He's got he's got floaties on or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, for for a Navy SEAL, he has terrible <laughs> swimming acumen. <laughs> it's flopping around. Surprised he didn't have water wingings going over there. <laughs> He's the best goddamn SEAL in all of the military, and he's just doing the docky paddle through the water. <laughs> yeah. the, the trailer to this movie should be, he was the best SEAL in the biz. <laughs> Only one thing. <laughs> he can't, can't swim. swim. <laughs> That's <our> Steven Seagal, <laughs> Steven Seagal in swimming lessons. <laughs> swimming camp coming this summer. <laughs> God. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, that made sense. I couldn't hear either of those. <laughs> I won't say anything. You don't want to know what mine was. It seems like a Trump rally, that whole, the whole, like, eat, you know, scene down there. <laughs> Very different. Ugh. Yeah. Turtles are bad. Everyone says this. We all know it. <laughs> Crooked Hillary. I mean turtles. <laughs> There's a caravan of people that are infected with toxic sludge. I hear. <laughs> They're coming for us. Run. They're coming for the border. No one cares about you. The government doesn't care about you. We're bringing coal miners back. I'm going to give you your jobs back. <laughs> We're going to make these sewers great again. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> doing great. So, and also the Shredder Rocky 4. Apollo goes but it's like it's too true for Apollo. He like gets up and he can't even handle the, the truth that Rocky just laid on him. <laughs> How dare you talk reason into me, Rocky. Right. Punch me in the head. Let me forget it. No, I just I just love all of a sudden they're like in in the movie where Rocky seems like these the fucking most retarded. They make him into this fucking like boxing philosopher. He's he's fucking <laughs> like fucking Aristotle. I have so many notes about this scene. Because it just is so utterly... It's unbelievable. This is exactly what Tim was saying. Like One of my favorite lines is he says, it looks like we're turning into regular people. You're not turning into regular... You're getting older. You got a fucking robot in the background. Exactly. I was just like... I I just didn't get it. And again, I love these... I love this talk. It's so stereotypical, like 80s and stuff, where it's like, you know, like change. Like, what does that mean? And like... (laughs) He's like, I don't want to change. And then Rocky's like, no, we have to. And then later on, he's like, oh, he's actually, Apollo was right. We don't change. And then by the end, he's like, wait, we do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's unbelievable. And it's this classic, like, when this is over talk, like, we'll be happy forever thing at the end. He's like, yeah, you know, after this fight, we're going to be best friends forever and, you know, do everything we ever did. And I'm like, oh, man, you're really telegraphing this. That you know, <laughs> It's not going to work out. I'm going to introduce you to my bastard child. Right. <laughs> what? Oh Nothing. Adrian's not happy about Rocky taking the fight and says uh, he can't bring Apollo back, but Rocky says he doesn't have a choice and he needs a fight and he needs to train in Russia in order to only focus on Drago. But Adrian doesn't like what he's saying. And he's got the, you can't win. Oh, shit. He shouldn't have said that because now we got to get another extra motivated Rocky montage. Get in that car, Rocky. <sighs> There's a there's a, a line, there's a sequence of dialogue in there where you know Adrian says, uh, you know, why can't you change your thinking like everyone else does? And he goes, because I'm a fighter. And then he goes, you know, that's who I am. Blah 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 blah. But I feel like it would be more apt 
response from Rocky because, because I'm retarded. You know, I literally <laughs> have brain damage. Do you not hear, have you not been hearing how I talk for like five years? Like there's something very wrong with me. <laughs> I can't change my thinking. <laughs> Haven't you noticed my steady decline over the past almost ten years? Right. It's like oh my god. That's why I can't change my thinking, Adrian. <laughs> I, I can't even Jeez. eat cereal without you helping me, Adrian. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, oh my god. <laughs> Yo, Adrian, you ever get dizzy in the afternoon and have to throw up? <laughs> right. No, Rocky, uh, I don't. This no, is really just I'm a talking. comment on like mental health in America. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty much the fifth movie, and that's a stinker. <laughs> that's why I didn't pick that. No, one. Like, uh, that's terrible. Is, no, no, no. So uh, you got Ricky, Ricky. You got Rocky driving in the night, reminiscing about the romance between himself and Apollo. And you got some frightening flashes of Drago looking all mean. And then you got a Rocky clip show of not only the last ten minutes of this movie, but all the other Rocky movies as well. Oh God, this is went on for a very I, I long time. This. I love this montage again. It kicks out again. Was like you know, it's like oh, focus on this amazing car and everything like that. And he's just like Rocky's just like groove into this music that's playing in his mind as he's reliving all these like amazing. It's like he's still in the driveway. Yeah, he's just, the keys aren't in the car. He didn't drive anywhere. <laughs> oh my god, Rocky! You know you can't drive. <laughs> the, the, the doctor told you you can't. All those flashes are just like literally him seeing things in his head. It's just Drago flashing lightning bolts. It's his, brain, it's his brain trying to die, but then it just reawakes himself until it's all around flashes of him waking back up. <laughs> Severe brain hemorrhaging going on, and he's just twitching in the car. He's actually just in like he's actually in like a refrigerator box that Adrian made into like a little car for him, so he could feel like he could drive. <laughs> We're doing it, Adrian. Adrian's just shaking her head, crying. <laughs> Rocky, Rocky's in like an assisted living home because Adrian had to put him in there because she can't take care of him anymore. And this whole movie's in his mind. I was just thinking of that. This is just like all like a fever dream of Rocky's. He's just like strapped down to a gurney somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and Adrian's, oh Adrian's like crying on Dr. Shoulder. Is he going to make it, Doc? <laughs> I've already told you no. <laughs> what do you think, lady? Your husband's, your husband's an idiot. Did you see what happened in that Clubber Lang fight? Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly. It's like, did you even pay attention when your husband got literally his brain smashed in? It's like, no. It wasn't. Oh, okay. What, a, what about the robot that I got Polly? Rocky, Polly's been dead for 15 years. <laughs> oh. But what did I spend all the money on? <laughs> This, this facility is very expensive, Rocky. That's what you're spending all your money on. You need constant, constant attention. Uh, you're a danger to yourself. We had to build an entire Philadelphia Museum staircase just to get you back into remembering who you are. <laughs> all right. What's Philadelphia? <laughs> Again, I bought this soundtrack. I literally purchased a CD so I could listen to this. Like, constantly. All of them. Like, every single... Whoa. I know, I was going to say. I think that's the Russians. They're just... Holy shit. What the hell was that? <laughs> Is that you, Preble? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> what happened? Preble's cardboard box got blown off. <laughs> What's <laughs> happening outside your refrigerator box, Preble? <laughs> I know, I was going to say. I did, you know, in all fairness, I didn't think moving to Logan would be this bad. <laughs> uh, Good God. Jesus Christ. That you should probably go outside to see if there's a bomb that exploded. Honestly, I was going to say, I mean, again, I've been living here for several months, and I've never heard an airplane buzz me, buzz me in my box so well. <laughs> what the fuck is that? 
Oh, good God. Wow. Okay. All right, then. <laughs> They're fun Russians are listening. Um, exactly. I know. Well, back to this movie. Um, Speaking speaking of which, this is something that's so weird. I have to mention it has nothing to do with the movie. I okay, was, good. I was <laughs> I was on YouTube yesterday, and there was a there was a video that popped up on my YouTube. This might say something about me. It's not good, but it said how to make chloroform. <laughs> oh my God. It was a it was a the the title was how to make chloroform. Well, it's Thanks. because people have been listening and they know that you're the get a job killer, so they're just trying to give you more tools. <laughs> we just need to help this guy out. He seems to have a dream. He's a dream to murder as many people as possible. So let's, let's help this cat out, shall we? So, yeah, this is a small aside, but I had to mention that it was so fucking weird. <laughs> it's like, that shouldn't just automatically pop up. That should be a red flag for some, if someone searches for that. Right, there's definitely algorithms out there that like that like show me what I what they think I want to see, yeah. which would mean that they think I want to see that video. <laughs> so did you click on it? No, I did not click on it because I was like, oh, that's just that's a fucking that's a trap video by the FBI. The get a job yeah. killer is too smart for that. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say so at least at least one government agency is listen, you know just very nervously watching watching Tim's movements. Also, right. they probably have a nice pizza truck outside that has about twenty five. Antennas coming off. <laughs> so. Is that what that truck is? <laughs> oh no! I thought they were just someone just giving me pizza free. Yeah. <laughs> Slick Tim's going, Abby. Can I see your phone real quick? <laughs> <laughs> so he has a master's degree in chemical engineering, and he had a wow. scholarship to MIT, but he turned it down to do movies. See, this is the problem with Swedish people. Preble, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm really concerned now. Gang, I think they've I think they've they've come for me. I think they think I'm the get a job killer. They they mix their wires up. Exactly as I planned. <laughs> Batman and Robin. Well, I think more juxtaposes like again like one of the richest, deepest history in like humankind with a pun worthy of the 1960s bad movie. Like, welcome to the ununited nations. It's just like, oh my god! Whoa. And the ununited nations is just some homeless people that they put in a dashiki, a turban, and like some kind of weird-looking, squirrely-looking Russian dude up on a balcony, and then they cut away from is the other guy. Okay, Gilgamesh. And Enkidu. I was thinking about it this whole time. Those are the two oh, major characters. Good for your I don't understand how they. I don't understand how they work. <laughs> so I've already failed the test of watching this movie. Of, of trying to associate yeah. some sort of logic with it, but also yeah. Robin. Also, Robin doesn't know that she's in a relationship with her stepbrother, Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> Second clueless yeah. callback. Yeah, exactly. Um, this entire scene in the courtyard is just often extremely uncomfortable because first Bruce tells Barbara that he knows that she's studying um, at Oxbridge. How does he know? Because he read it on the patch that's conveniently stamped on her fucking left Our hip. <laughs> Which he looks at, at Robin and goes like, hmm, we'll smirk. Right. And Alfred is looking back at, at, at uh, the Dick and uh, Bruce and he's just like, please don't. This is my this is my kid. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> 
but also at the same exact time, Alfred is just hinting at Batman and Robin's identity immediately, just going, Oh, yes, this house is full of secrets, isn't it, Master Bruce? It's like, dude, shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> we depend on instead, this for everyone's safety, yours included. Yeah. I think that's why then then Bruce just kind of goes right back at him and goes, Oh, you should stay. I mean, we're all family here, right, Alfred? And then he and Robin swap looks at each other like they're fucking Harvey Weinstein looking at a girl walking into his office for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wrote down, what are they planning on banging each other or something? I mean, there's a lot of secrets in that house, you know? Yeah. Secrets. You're going to see, you're about to see Clooney's turtleneck if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Right, Tim? Dude, that turtleneck? (laughs) Tell you what. That's the only fuckable thing in this movie. Oh, you've been waiting for that for hours. <laughs> well, at the same time... Fucking like, Coolio is in a Batman movie. <laughs> Just enjoy it, boys. I'm going to say, Coolio might have been the best actor in this movie. What? Coolio might have been the best actor in this movie. What? I... I was just like, whatever. Just, just end this, movie. this is when I think when I paused it, I was like, "How much time is left? Like, at like thirty minutes? An hour and a half?" It's like, oh no, what have I done to deserve this? Why is it so long? Yeah, Nothing's to, happening. To, to the listeners at home, Max tried to veto this movie three times during the week. <laughs> so we're all Max is like, so we're all sure this is what we want to do, right? I was, like, I was the only one of the commenters that Max had to proofread and check my my selections. For, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea, buddy. I don't know about that one. I'm about to press play. Are you sure you want to do this? It's like it's like we're all in like our friend's car in high school, and we're all a little drunk, and we're all about to drag race some kid down like a really tight wooded street. Neon wood street, yes. Yeah, and uh, Matt and Max is the only one in the back going. I don't know if we should do this, guys. I was thinking more of it as like all of us being in a car, a little bit drunk. And I finally get the aux cable. (laughs) (laughs) Die hard. Well, the chances of John reconciling with Holly is off to a bad start because he finds out from the company directory that she's going by her maiden name and not McLean. And uh, hell of a security team, by the way. Because you already know that John has a gun on him just from the first scene of the movie. And the security guard's like, yeah, just walk up and follow the noise to the party full of the one percenters. Also, I don't think the security guard understands how elevators work. Elevators stop at floors. They don't stop at sound. (laughs) He's like, he goes, he goes, just, yeah, just get on there and take the elevator until you hear the sound. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably seen this movie before. Um, so hopefully it doesn't get too confusing because one of the main villains is also named Carl. And in my notes, I just wrote down C-A-R-L and K-A-R-L. So that's not going to really pan out Carl. out loud. German Carl versus American Carl. We have to we have to call him Carl Winslow. Yeah, I, I just called him Merkel's dad. <laughs> there you go. Merkel's dad. Inaccurate. It's not bada true. Bada bing, bada boom. How do you know, Mike? How do you know? Do you I don't see, know that you I don't know that matters. you don't know um, that Carl wasn't over at Urkel's house man, fucking did, his mom. Did not take it to Mrs. Urkel. Uh, yeah, that would be really disturbing then, because that means Urkel is trying to fuck his sister the entire time. Hey, oh, hey guys, then I hey, do you know. that. Who had 
Looking at yes, the crime you're going of to jail. <laughs> They're bickering. Let's get back. Okay, well, I guess we can add that to the top of the list, including abortion and the Holocaust. Now we got incest, in, we got incest as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think we call that the Grand Slam. Boy, you can down. really, you can really hear Tim unwinding right there. <laughs> That's good. Uh, we're really, really getting to the background now. <laughs> I have my notes. John, why didn't he keep looking for shoes? He's killed like 10 people. <laughs> right. Like, fuck it. Someone else has to have a some some other type of shoe that you can fucking put on your feet. And this whole glass episode does not need to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, instead of just using newspaper that he does later on. <laughs> <laughs> like a hobo. Probably. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I got a ton of newspaper. What about it? I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the periodic. I don't know. What, just just leave me alone, damn it. Okay? Probably likes getting his news in print. Back off. I know, exactly. These TV, these kids today don't know anything about the news. As he wraps his feet. And when he's done with the newspaper, it's good for insulation. You know, exactly. Yeah. I can shove it in my, my thin, thin coat so I don't freeze to death anymore. Right? God, just leave me alone. I got a plan. As people are just walking down across the uh, the sidewalk, just looking at Preble while he's saying <laughs> they, all this. They, they also must be uh, himself that I can afford a fucking laptop, This motherfucker can't afford shoes. <laughs> Don't lie, you're doing this in the middle of the public library right now. <laughs> oh, good. It's the Pissville Public Library. Thank you, Thank this, you, man, this man who's writhing around on the side of the pavement in his boxers. <laughs> Has a, has a laptop and a snowball microphone. <laughs> uh. Some would say he's not judicious with his money. And that would be me. <laughs> okay. Well, old bad Carl comes back from the dead. But good guy Carl Winslow shoots him dead in his tracks with some nice poetic justice. How is German Carl not dead? He's been hanging he's been from twitching. fucking chains for... Yeah, twitching for at least... Half an hour. You're dead. Dead, dead, dead. Yeah. Nah. No way nah, he's okay. Nah, Preble, if you were to if I what you what I need you to do, I need you to go into my Google Drive. <laughs> I need you to go to my spreadsheet. That's a low percentage kill. That's a low percentage kill. Thank you. Thank you, Paco. Thank you, Paco. That's a low percentage kill. A chain hang? Nope. Nope. <laughs> to be to be fair, I should have really consulted with the get a job killer before I made such a bold statement. You should have. I, I mean, what I just outrageous. You're right. I'll tell you. So, you know. <laughs> Hold on. Can we pause real quick? I gotta pee really bad. I do too. We'll okay. Right. So All right. Let's right. pause. Okay. So I gotta eat a Snickers. A few more jazz music. Snickers are delicious. I'll tell you. With the peanuts, the peanuts give the salt. The Snickers, you know, and the nougat. The nougat gives you know a nice little chewy texture. Oh man! Then you smash them all together. The caramel really works great with the salt for the peanut. You guys ever had a a dark chocolate Snickers? Oh man, those are really good. A dark chocolate Snickers is great. <laughs> I fully expected to come back and hear Tim in the, like the second verse of With Arms Wide Open. 
No. I'll tell you. Have you ever had a dark chocolate Snickers? No, man. But it sounds really like you're enjoying one right now. Oh, man, it's good. <laughs> oh. I think it's the salt from the peanut that works against the bitterness of the dark chocolate, you know? Is that what it does? Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's gonna be it's gonna be like three minutes of that. Me just talking about a dark chocolate snicker. <laughs> Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. Ho ho ho! That mutant fucker better grow out of it if he wants to be part of my team. Jingle jingle reindeer. Dude, how egotistical is Santa? He walks in. He's a monster. He walks in. He walks into this fucking cave. Apparently, where reindeer live. That's not. That's not correct. But apparently, where reindeer <laughs> live in this fucking cave, right? <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, that newborn." And then he breaks into a fucking song about himself. Yep. <laughs> he goes. He goes. Oh yeah, that's a baby. Here's a song about me and what I do and how awesome I am. It's like, listen, you egotistical cunt. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, you cut back to Rudolph and he's crying, going, Oh, Dad, I don't want you to put on the fake nose. I can't breathe. And Donner's like, God damn it, you wear the fucking nose. There's more things important to life than breathing. <laughs> the line, the exact line is, There are more things, there are more important things than comfort. <laughs> Self respect. <laughs> it's so awful. Oh, son of mine's gonna be different. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean, again, I have my notes. Why would the nose hurt his chances of being on the sleigh? Because I think it's saying at one point, he's like, well, he's got a nose that's light, so he can't be on a sleigh. I'm like, why would that ever be true? And if it was that big of a deal, cut it off. <laughs> Slice oh it off. Like, Jesus Christ, Brebble. Just cut it off. Really? Brebble's got some street justice going on here. No, man, I'm just saying. Like, if this was, if Mike was like, hey, Mike, sorry, you can't have this job because you've got You've got two pinky fingers. He'd be like, all right. And this is the only job available <laughs> in my society? Cut them off. Jesus. Cut. What else do they do here? No, rangers don't do anything else other than pull this sleigh as far as I'm aware. Mike, does that also apply that, you know, if you were looking for a job that required you to not have a penis? What job would well, that I mean, be? First of all, Paco, I... Well, first of all, what's a penis? What is it? <laughs> Define it for me. I'm not... I live in I live in a weird weird liberal paradise where where, where gender neither no gender exists. So, <laughs> so just chop it off or just add one. Yeah, man, I'm just I'm cutting I'm cutting things off every day. I'm cutting off toes. <laughs> I don't know what's going on up here. I'm just telling you, I. Like he's pl- Hermes playing with the dolls and he's giving them teeth, which is actually pretty funny that he's trying to give all these dolls teeth. And, and the boss is all pissed off. He's like, "We don't need chewing dolls. We need. You'll never fit in. I need my tenor. So stop being so gay and get out there and sing with the rest of the boys." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, yeah. I know the, the the coach is like, "All right, boys, that's a, oh Jesus Christ! What the fuck is that on your nose?" Right. <laughs> fucking Santa goes over to Donner and he tells him that he should be ashamed of himself. Like, what the yes. fuck? Santa goes to Donner and be like, hey, I heard your son has a red nose. You should kill yourself. Like, Why? You're Why off the team. Fault? Land ho! Thank God Cornelius was there. <laughs> He's the only one with a goddamn head in his shoulders. Well, where have they landed? They've landed on the island of Misfit Toys, also known as Alabama. <laughs> 
And uh, the first oh, reject. <laughs> Thank you. First reject they meet is a Jack in the Box. No, wait, a Charlie in the Box. Laugh out loud, funny. I was just the second I see this guy, I just say the line. It's like no one wants a Charlie in the Box. He's <laughs> a great voice. A great voice. It's hilarious. What a great idea. You got that poor doll. It's like, what are you? Like, I'm depressed. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> like a real problem. Everything was like, I have square, I have square wheels. It's like, what's your problem, doll? It's just like, I have serious depression. Chronic depression. I'm Donna, the chronically depressed doll. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> Yukon Cornelius turns out, oh, let me give you some clonopin for that. Turns out he's like a big drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Just a clever tripping balls. Just doing a bunch of blow. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Rudolph asks, uh, asks where they are, and oh shit, big mistake. They'll, all these freak show toys slowly crawl out of the holes that they're hiding in and start singing about why they all suck and no one loves them. <laughs> yeah, you got a, a boat that can't float, a train with the square uh, wheels is probably mentioned, a swimming bird, a gun that shoots blood. <laughs> I don't <laughs> all get these the swimming is, bird. There's yeah. plenty of swimming birds. Yeah, it's called a fucking, it's, an, it's a bird bath. It's a duck. I say. Really different about that bird is that he has like a really thick New York accent. So all the elves are singing, but Skinny Santa isn't eating. Uh, To which Mrs. Claus is going, Eat Santa. No one wants a skinny Santa. Oh, I'd eat if these damn elves would stop singing their slave songs. It's driving me nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's that about this weather? Well, I guess we're just out to cancel Christmas this year. Well, Dude. I'm going to go watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> Lions are on. I got money on that game. I got to go. That uh, Rudolph's uh, douchebag dad, Donner, is just going, See, I always knew that nose was special. I told everyone and no one believed me, especially my useless wife. Hammered down at the bar. <laughs> I told him, I told him all that his nose can be fine. Didn't I tell him, Max? Max, you tell him, I told him. I think oh. you've had enough. <laughs> I, I sorry, had Donner, enough I think you've had enough. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Donner. I used to be the lead reindeer for Santa. Do you have any idea how fucking difficult that is for a reindeer to lead all those other reindeer? We almost won state back in 83. <laughs> <laughs> To the goddamn handicapped boy of mine just took all my thunder. We were this close! This close, I'll fucking tell you! Look at me! Look at me! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Then he just starts crying. (laughs) My wife hates me. (laughs) Cupid and Dixon are just pulling him off the bar still. Donner, you've had enough. (laughs) Come on, you gotta go home. No one loses a dull Donner anymore. <laughs> I used to run this town. I used to run it, you hear? I used to just be able to bank cows seven deep. Bank cows seven deep, okay. Go below. This is where you also realize how much of a psychopath Kevin's mom is. Everyone's sitting around having this fucking pizza party in the kitchen, and she's like, I hope you're all drinking milk, trying to get rid of it. Who the fuck is drinking milk with pizza, you goddamn crazy bitch? That would have been the start of my fucking rinse. <laughs> Mom, you dumb cunt. <laughs> Why would I drink milk with pizza? Awesome screaming that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> the, cloak, 
Macaulay Culkin is so good in this. Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. It, it was good to see that this springboarded him into a nice, successful, stable career. Of heroin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad he was molested by Michael Jackson. <laughs> and everyone else in Hollywood, I'm sure. He's passing around like a rag doll. Poor no. I think that might be the first I think that might be the first repulsive response Max has ever gotten. I know. <laughs> you know that even if I can, if I go <laughs> even Derek goes, oh God. <laughs> yeah. It's typically the repulsive responses are either in response to something that I've said or Michael has said. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. So, Tis the season. Thanks, Max. Sure. Yeah, thanks for gi- thanks for giving us that, Max. <laughs> <laughs> and it, he sets this up in probably no more than what, like two hours. He's, yeah. he's he rigs up an entire like pulley system with fucking the the creepy mannequins from the basement and Michael yeah. Jordan. He's got a mannequin. Here's my question: Why do they have so mm-hmm. many mannequins? <laughs> so I actually I grew up my entire life. Without having any mannequins in my basement. <laughs> and I don't think there was ever a thought that we needed a mannequin. So oh, I'm Tim, you, you didn't live a full life. You didn't have any mannequins in your basement? Like a child like a child's dream. I'll tell you had at least six grown up. I bet Tim has a bunch yes. of mannequins in his basement now though. <laughs> That's what he calls them. Yeah, mannequins That's of what... mannequins of sorts. <laughs> That's why you got the salt. That's for my mannequins. <laughs> These two old people going crazy time Woo! in Paris. Last time I was in Paris, the Germans owned it. Yeah, <laughs> oh shit! Better days. It would have been a really, a really different take on the movie A Decent Proposal. Oh man! <laughs> How about you keep the earrings and give me your holes? <laughs> oh no! Uh. <laughs> Oh no! How you doing up there, Preble? Uh, I'm doing really great. <laughs> now we're talking about holes again. <laughs> Max is two for two tonight. <laughs> I know what I was say. Here's another plan that Kevin could have implemented. Now that he realizes that old man Marley isn't a psychopath, tell the adults that there's someone yeah. gonna rob you. Yeah. Oh shit! How about how about you go to the priest? I mean, the, the priest might do something to you. <laughs> but, you know, you might, need to he stay would here. Also call the police. <laughs> Turns into a different movie again. Right. Dung dung. Bruce enters. So you're telling me that this kid went to a priest and not only did he get raped, but then he came home to a robbed house? <laughs> that's not Christmas. Yeah, that's <laughs> happened again. Let's take. <laughs> Kevin wakes up thinking his mom is home, but she's not. Uh, so sad. But then she shows up a minute later. Yay. Now it's happy. And then the rest yeah. of the family shows up literally another minute later. <laughs> Woo. And then uh, yeah, the, they all laugh about Kevin going shopping, and then they all just walk away, leaving him alone again. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. It's like, you just, you guys are shitting yourselves. You flew all the way back here, and they're like, oh, he's okay. All right, let's go back to France, right, I guess. I gotta whatever. take a shit. <laughs> Joel Lovis would have been really bad, though. Yeah, good, good. Excuse me, is your father home? <laughs> is your father home? 
<laughs> Jesus Christ, where is, where is this John Lemmon's impression? <laughs> Paco's going to be celebrating his 31st birthday. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And just another notch in the belt, guys. Just one more year closer to the grave. I thought you meant like a literal notch in the belt. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. I was not prepared. Put your dick back in your pants. Uh, when he said 31, I pressed play and it, it, it delayed there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just makes me laugh. All right, Sorry. jingle all the way. Yeah, honestly, if some guy, if some guy was hanging Christmas lights on my house, that guy would be, you know, he'd be buried in my backyard. <laughs> You'd become part of the decorations. Yeah, he would become part of the decorations. Tied. Thank you, man. Sam, I like this Halloween theme you have. All these corpses hanging in your yard. <laughs> yes. Tis the theme. season, right? Yes. Yeah, right, gang? But, and they've all got... there before Christmas. They've all got <laughs> signs hanging from their neck like, unemployed, recently <laughs> recently fired. They're, like, my front yard and my house would, like, be sort of reminiscent of, like, Vlad the Impaler, like, you know, like Vlad Dracula. <laughs> From like a, from like ancient Romanian texts, people would all be like, "Wow, this guy's really going on for the holidays." Look at all the oh, look at all the Christmas crosses and all the Jesus crosses he has in the front of the yard. Right. <laughs> what a holy spiritual man. Right. Yes. Yes. You will be Best my Jack you. Skeleton. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So uh, after this, you have like a mob boss like Santa, played by uh, James Belushi. Just is it James Belushi or is it who's the other one? Jim Belushi. Jim, Jim Belushi. Belushi. Jim, Short yeah. for James. Who names a kid Jim and James? That's just stupid. You're just expecting to fuck those names up. Anyway, the one who's still alive and not as funny, who's playing a Santa in this movie, uh, he's just pretty much acting like this last Turbo Man that they have available is just some like ransom negotiation. Yeah, I really did not like. Jim Belushi's like part in it. I understood it was like part of the whole, like, like a part of the whole, but I was just like, fucking every time I see him, I immediately want to throw whatever I have in my hand straight through the screen I'm watching. Killed the wrong boy. So like, wrong yes. kid died. Wrong kid died. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do you think he's been sent that on Twitter? Oh my God. Like he's probably not on right. Twitter for that reason. Yeah. It's like, I get it, guys. He died 40 years ago. Leave him alone. <laughs> he is left alone. We want you. <laughs> Although I will say, no reasonable, and I, like, I appreciate it again, this is a movie, but like, no reasonable adult is like, oh, like, my son didn't get the doll. As a result, he's going to become some like drunken lout. And I was like, no. Post, man. This is, this is too much. This is too much. Just because Sinbad said so does not make it so. So no. That's what happened to me, and now I'm not a billionaire like my next door neighbor. If your life turns sh- shitty because you didn't get a doll, that's a brittle spirit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you deserve to be broken. Right, indeed. Yeah, you need to turn that, and you need to turn that into a motivating, galvanizing event. I didn't get that doll, so I'm going to work hard to get the doll, and I want to work hard to make sure I get all the dolls for the rest of my life. Going to own every single fucking doll in the goddamn world. That's why I have so many dolls. <laughs> they call me the doll king. Doll collection. Right. <laughs> so now please leave me alone. 
I worked hard for these dolls. Now fuck off. Yes. Okay. It doesn't make me a loser. It makes me a very successful capitalist. <laughs> right. My dad's the mattress king. I'm the doll prince. There's nothing wrong with this. <laughs> <laughs> now let me be with my dolls. <laughs> let me be. Go! You get a nice Phil Hartman voiceover of him just saying that his turbo man is nestled safely under his tree. Nestled safely under our tree. Safely under our tree. Safely under our tree. <laughs> and Arnold just breaks <laughs> into Harmon's house. Convincing nod. <laughs> it's like, yes! <laughs> oh, I know what to do. I've got it. I know what I'm going to do now. Credit card oh, swipe yeah. the door, and somehow that works, and he gets in. <laughs> okay. Right, because he's a secret agent, mattress salesman. It's just a cover. Well, I think he usually delivers his mattresses at night while people are asleep. (laughs) Get out of bed, you have a new one. (laughs) Oh my god! Get out! He delivers his his mattresses like the first scene in Eraser. (laughs) That's going to be coming soon. We have to do Eraser. Oh god. It's It's one of my favorites, guys. wraps up our first clip show hope everyone enjoyed it and we'll see you next week goodbye